It's Rant Delicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. My name is Morty Oberstein. You might know me better as Wix is officially is on to the SEO community, but I remind you that this podcast is absolutely nothing to do with that. That's this is pure unofficial Morty magic. Where can you find the SEO Rant? You can find it at theseorant.com. That was so surprising. You can find us on Stitcher, on Spotify, and SoundCloud, wherever great, mediocre, and terrible podcasts are found. We are there. When does the SEO Rant come out? Don't know. Not a set schedule. Generally comes out each Thursday every week, but not every Thursday because it all depends how much time I have, which is not much. So if I don't have time, I don't do it. Uh, so it makes sense to subscribe. I'm not saying that just to be marketing, just a little bit to be marketing, but because it actually makes sense because you don't know when the next episode is coming out. So subscribe and get automatic notifications. One more thing to fill your inbox up with. Really, what's one more thing? Anyway, for your listening pleasure today, she is an SEO analyst at Uproar. She's a search engine land author, a industry speaker. She also helps run Minnesota Search, MN Search. I always mess that up. She'll correct me in a minute. She's Abby Reimer. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Morty. And you got it right. It is MN Search it or MN Search. It's, it's all right. I don't know what to honestly. say. Because like, it's, is it Minnesota? <laughs> is it MN? I don't know. It's, it's anything you want it to be. That's, that's the beauty of it. Oh, really? Texas search. We, we don't know. We we had the discussion last year when we were trying to figure that out. And we were all like, you know, I think it's just whatever people want. You know, that's 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 our brand is nice. You know, choose nice. your own adventure. <laughs> Minnesota is like this like little hub of SEO. You have like Nick Lee Roy's out there and yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting, like random. No, like Denver's also like that. There's Cindy Crum and there's Nikki Moser. Yeah. Denver's got a lot. Hubs. Oh, yeah. No, we we claim uh, Brittany Muller as well. Brittany, right, right. Nick. Yep. We, yeah, we've got a lot of good ones. Interesting. So is, is MN search still going on? Like what's happening virtual? Oh yeah. Yeah. We've migrated virtual. So it used to be, yeah, like local events, but, um, since then we've been having, um, every fourth, fourth Wednesday of the month, 6 PM CST. That's my little plug. Um, yeah, we have a virtual event. This month is Dana DiTomaso and the topic is not your mother's Google analytics, where, uh, we're talking about all things GA4 and why you should use it. So pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. We've, we've hosted Rand, Brittany. Um, yeah, we've, we've got a good lineup and actually our summit, uh, a free virtual summit is happening, uh, June. And I believe Ooh. that's eighth through 10th. So I should definitely follow up with some details about that. Cause you don't want to miss it because it. it's free as I mentioned, which is great. So anyone free can join. Is, free is great. It that's is all, great. That's almost as good as paying for something. Except a little bit better. Except a little bit better, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it's going to be good. Awesome. It's very exciting. Okay, so we have a very cool topic. I'm not going to spoil any. It's one of my favorite topics because it's so rantable. There's something about this topic is so amazingly rantable. So if you wouldn't mind, what are we talking about today? Thanks for asking, Morty. Yeah, we. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about copycat content. That's, I did not coin this term. I feel like I've, I've heard this around the block, but it's just, there's no better word for it. Copycat content is when you look something up on Google or you're just kind of floating around and see it on social or email. It's the basic 
listicles or how-to guides that say the same thing as every other person around the block, don't offer new information. And at some times, which is what I'm going to rant a little bit about, it can actually be kind of like harmful information or just super unhelpful. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to, to chat around today or, oh, or rant I about. I, I love say. this topic because it's amazing. Also, most SEO content is this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, why would change? Why would you change it? Google no, ranks right? it. <laughs> why would you change it? Why would you change what works? And I, so I also want to preface this. I'm going to rant about it, but I would be a hypocrite if I said I've never created any content that could be viewed as like, you know, the boring basic content. We've all done it, Everyone's right? Done My it. whole goal is just to try and get a little bit better every day. Right. So no judgment, although slight judgment, but no judgment about <laughs> <Yeah>. this. Right. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So where do you want to start with this? Because we can pretty much crap all over this in so many different ways. But I'm curious. Okay, let's go with the harmful thing, because I don't think people will actually think about Usually, Okay, when I think about this, I think like lazy, um, thin, boring, terrible, ridiculous, five ways to whatever content. Yep. But harmful exactly. not. Harmful, it's not my usual association. But I would, I would love for me to add one more thing to my list of why I hate copycat content. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's a good place to start, too, because, yeah, this this content... I think a lot of the reasoning behind it is like, it works, it's going to work for my client and it's not hurting anyone, right? Like maybe someone will get one helpful tip from it if they choose our article versus the 10 that are just like it, you know, what's the harm? I think when it comes to like, you know, very basic topics, I think that can be fine. It's more for the emotional topics or even things around like health. Right. Um, and I do have an example. So this is one of the things that I went through a little bit last summer and it just really got me thinking more about like my role as an SEO and content creator and just made me take it even more seriously. It just kind of leveled it up. So long story short, I got a puppy last summer, like, you know, 50% of the world did, uh, had the time for it finally, and just kind of, you know, went for it. Thank um, you, and Yes, exactly. The COVID puppy. Um, so yeah, it, it was awesome. She's a doll. She's a, a little blue healer named Remy. Um, but I have to admit, like, I was so not prepared for having a puppy. Like it just, it totally rocked my world. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a fur baby. You have to take care of it all the time. And I'm working from home. I'm trying to, you know, make career moves while also like just trying to take care of myself. While which, the dog as, is peeing on your leg. Peeing on my everything, everything, everything. the couch, yeah. everything. Like there's nothing off limits to for a dog to go to the bathroom on. So it was just, it was a lot of stress in a stressful time. Um, you know, long story short, it got way better and it's great now. But, and I was like, okay, I can't talk to other people about this. Cause like, you know, the dog lovers of the world, I don't want them to show, show up with pitchforks on my lawn. If I express <laughs> any distaste towards this adorable puppy. So I was like, By all right, I'm going to Google. Point, <laughs> I feel like you could say that about kids. Like it was terrible. It was really hard. They were peeing everywhere. And people would be like, yeah. yeah, I understand you. But the second you say about a dog. Oh my gosh. It's all over. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. You can't. That's funny, so funny. point about life. So true. Okay. My apologies. A little, little sidebar <laughs> there. That's, that's a whole other rant. I, I'm totally open to go down that road. Um, but yeah, so I went to Google and, oh my gosh, I mean, the search results were pretty terrible. I actually sent you uh, a link, Morty, yes, and you can probably attest to how bad that article is. Did you try right? being? 
No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that would help. I just I went to Google. You know, went to the tried and true. But anyway, so I was kind of looking around like new puppy stress, new puppy depression, because that's kind of that was what I was feeling. And this article, just I've, I've got it up right now. I mean, this is ranking number one for like everything. It's the canine company. Not calling them out, but like they've got great content. This one in particular was just. I mean, yeah. So it's the listicle, right? But nothing's in headings. All right. like it is a giant blob in. of it's content. Gi- it's the wall of text. So right away, I was <laughs> like, I probably shouldn't trust this, but I still did because I was desperate. And then right away, the very first note is telling you, don't use comparisons. Your dog isn't, you know, dumb or stupid. So don't don't do this. Like, don't fall victim to this comparison syndrome. So right away, the first thing I'm reading is you're doing something wrong. Don't do this. And then I was like, okay, I'm already fragile. And then you kind of <laughs> just go down the list. And then yeah, another one is, oh, just find a trainer. Get, get a get a personal trainer to come in. Um, yeah. So during personal COVID. trainers during COVID. Yep, that's not really helpful. Uh, and then the other thing is it's extremely expensive. Already getting a puppy is pricey, but personal training can run upwards of $100 per session and you generally need multiple. So it was just like no reference of like, you know, this might cost you, you know, here's how to save up for it. Here's how to do it on a budget. None of that. So basically I was reading this list and just feeling more and more hopeless as I looked down this checklist. And I was like, this is a pretty basic list, right? But none of this is helpful. And actually a lot of this is making me feel like even worse than I did before I came onto the article. I feel like I can't get a trainer. It's just not going to work right now. I'm, I am comparing, I'm being that person doing, you know, comparing to my family dog and like all these things added up. There's the dog on like the the banner at the top of the page. And it's like sad eyes, German shepherd dog (laughs) looking at you like you horrible, horrible idiot. Can't you get this right? Why were you let you're going to let me die in the street? You terrible it, it person. It literally looks like that. That's like, what the dog is saying right to now. me as I look yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's saying, I cannot believe you feel this way. What's wrong with you? You bad human. Right. <laughs> but Correct. yeah, so that's yeah. that is kind of how I felt. And that just kind of got the wheels turning where I was like, you know. I mean, I'd kind of thought about this before, about really just being in that situation and like being the searcher as just like, there needs to be something better. And so actually that's kind of what maybe takes us a bit to the next point, which is like, how do you make it better? So what I ended up doing is a lot of times when I need like validation or real human content is what I like to think of it as, is like, yeah, content that actually feels like it understands you. I go to Reddit, I go to Quora, I typed in the same keyword like new puppy, stressed out, read it. And all of a sudden it was like, everything clicked. People were writing paragraphs of like, I was on the floor crying or like, you know, it's just all these things that I was like, okay, this is very real. This is very raw. And then people all said like, it gets, I'm a year into like from writing this post, revisiting this, it got way better. And here's what I did. And people offered real tips like, oh my gosh, like save up it's worth the money to go to like daycare. You know, it's, that's a lot cheaper than getting a personal trainer. That's smart. Um, get that's what space. I do with my kids. I send them to daycare. I don't have somebody to come home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right? that's, you it's a different game, right? You get yeah, rid exactly. of them. Exactly. You need, people need space, right? You can't just, right. yeah. 
So it was all those tips and the things that I actually ended up using and like bookmarking when I needed kind of to look back on something. And that's those, that's the advice that actually really helped. So it was just kind of a good reminder, like real people read this content. It's not just for search engines. Like, I mean, so now I'm just kind of trying to think about content, like write everything, like you're going to rank number one and thousands of people are going to read it. Even if you don't think that's going to happen, write like it will, because sometimes it does. No, I mean, look, this content is clearly, they have acquisition, it's acquisition content coming off as informational content. And I got to slow down here because I have to go back to this point. You had a positive experience on social media and it was helpful. I don't know what you're talking about. You mentioned Reddit. Good things happen on Reddit. Again, not sure what I believe you, but I'm highly skeptical what you're saying is true. Reddit is a gold mine. I will stand behind. Oh my goodness. Like Reddit, Quora, forums, the best advice. Seriously. I need to pick your brain like later about how this works. Because yeah. I have a famous Reddit story. I tried Reddit one time. I had four karmas. I went into a Mets subreddit that are a baseball team if you don't know mm. who the Mets are. I made fun of one of their players and I lost all my karma in one day. It was so worth it. That sounds a little bit like a user error, Morty. I'm not <laughs> sure. I felt like I was doing the right thing. It felt right at the time. Well, I mean, if if you're not in if you're not uh, insulting people, generally uh, Reddit can be a pretty fun place. I was speaking truth because they like they they have a player when I was a kid who they still play a million dollars every year as part of this like ridiculous contract like yeah. 20 years later brilliant move by this guy so it's called Bobby Bonilla day because he gets paid once a year and all the non-Mets fans are like this is hilarious you're still paying this jerk and he 20 years play. later and yes I went in and made fun of this and I lost my karma but okay, ju- that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair, right? Like, why would it's a, it's hilarious? You're paying a guy like 20 years later a million dollars a year. It's got an official name. It's called Bobby Bonilla Day. I feel like I should be able to make fun of this. You anyway, definitely can. We're make fun of this. so sidetracked right now <clears throat> because I am like I find social media to be really not this. But that said, um. It, it is true. Like you have to write content as if you're thinking people are going to read this. It's going to be impactful and it's going to rank because look, this is acquisition. What you sent me this post puppy depression page. Yeah. It's clearly, and people do this all the freaking time. Like, Oh, I know I'll bring in traffic. I'll create a blog. I'll write educational, informational content, mm-hmm. but your actual intent is to bring in traffic, not actually help people. And you, foundationally if you can't get rid of that whatever intent you have whether it's to educate whether it's to drive money whatever it is it's going to come through in the post some way somehow yeah you can't get around it so you like have to be like serious like i keep saying like oh my gosh i'm like a teenager you have to be serious about what you're doing and if you want to create a blog and you want to have informational content then you have to really want to do that. Otherwise you're going to write um, acquisitional schlock. So let me ask you, Morty, is there, is there a difference between acquisitional and educational content? Can you bring people in without actually offering them help? Uh, I think you I think you can do both. You can have a second, like if you wanted to put on, you wanted to write a really great post about post puppy depression and you wanted Mm -hmm. after the facts, okay, like where am I going to put my CTAs? Can I put an ebook here? All these like, yeah. various elements sure 
it's almost like SEO. You don't write a post for SEO. You write the post because it's helpful for your users in whatever way. Yeah. Or help for your site. And then you optimize it. But if Mm. you're going to write the SEO, or if you're going to write the acquisition content, or you're going to write an educational informational piece as acquisition content, it just doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I guess I kind of view acquisition content as informational content because in my job, that's so much of what we do is we have to educate, you know, the audience member on whatever topic it is in order to get them acquainted with the brand and then maybe go to a, a product page, but only if it's helpful and, or maybe sign up for the email if it's got more advice like this. So it kind of, it has to be natural and it, it becomes very clear when an agenda is being pushed. Yeah. Very I mean- clear. You could totally see it. And I think this is where the five ways to do this and the four ways to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> Whether it's your site creating that content and you want to have, you want to bring in that acquisitional traffic or you're somebody who wants to get their name out there. So, all right, mm-hmm. I'll write a post. We have five ways to build backlinks or whatever. It's not picking on the SEO industry in particular, though I am. And I'll get my name. I'll, I'll post it on search engine journal, search engine land or search engine watch or whatever, search engine whatever. And now everyone will know who I am. Did you really write that content because you're interested in the topic or you have something unique to say or you have had a value? No, of course, secondarily. Hey, everybody knows who I am now. I have my name on this great website. Great power to you. But that's not why you write the piece. No. And I mean, so yeah, that I, I don't know how helpful all that is for users either. Sometimes it can be, but also just as a content creator, you get burned out on writing that content fast. Uh, absolutely. And no, it's not really helpful. It just looks like everything else on the internet. And uh, you just skim right, right over. I, I look at a piece and I'm like, all right, I'm not even bothering with this. This looks just like every other stupid thing I read. And there's so much content out there. I have so little time to actually read things. Yeah. Yeah. It's Kevin Indick has value. a great Kevin Indick has a great term for that. It's like, I think he used the term commodity content yes where it's like like recipe sites is a good example too where like i mean a recipe for banana bread is going to look kind of similar to every other recipe yeah i read that That yeah kevin kevin's a good example kevin is somebody and i've told him this i will read most of what he writes the only times i don't is because i'm just like too busy i don't read i'm not reading anything at the moment because i know there's going to be some kind of added value to it he's not just writing crap no you never get the like 10 best SEO tips from Kevin or, or most SEOs. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like when, yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of really good content recently. I, I follow, I feel like I follow some, some good folks. Kevin Ooh, is great. Tell um, me, cause an, I, animals is really animals, good. If you animals, yes. I need to read that more because they're in my feedly. They're one of the only blogs in my oh feedly. My God. I just yeah. never open my feedly. Yeah, my problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they. Have, I sign up for the email newsletter. They definitely I don't do that. spam. Um, yeah, Ryan Law does a lot of the the content there, and uh, his just animals has. They actually, I believe, they've also used the term copycat content. I've seen that term around a lot, but yeah, that's copycat they, they content, do a really Neil Patel good content, whatever you want to call it. It's all good. <laughs> Won't say anything. But I, I yes, try not to make Neil that. jokes. It's the first one I made in a long time, but it was too easy. Sorry, yes. I apologize. <laughs> it's an easy I'm, I'm, as my uncle would say, I'm very unmature. Unmature. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a good line. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do when you actually want to create something decent? That's the question, right? And that's where we go back. I think to it's not just Reddit, but 
but basically like creating human content. That's just like what I'm going to refer to it as, which by human content, all I mean is just content that empathizes with the audience and provides, um, you know, fairly unique value, um, just really tries to listen rather than just be acquisitional, um, or just push the agenda. Um, so I can share just a little example of, of a few ways that I've done sure. that. And then, but these are all things that everyone can do. Um, so we actually did this with, uh, my client caring bridge. If you're familiar with caring bridge, no, they are a they, non I feel bad now. Oh, don't No, They're, yeah, they're a nonprofit no. organization. Um, they do online health journals for people going through health crises. So okay. actually, if you haven't heard of them, it might, you know, in some ways be positive because you haven't uh, had someone you love with a caring bridge, which is or, generally means they're healthy. Um, or I'm just in denial, either one. Yeah. <laughs> one of those either one. Right. Um, but they're, they're a great site. They're, they're so awesome. But, um, so they actually, they have a lot of emotional content. They write about health journeys, like how to help support a friend in the hospital or like gifts to get someone who, um, you know, is going through a cancer journey. So kind of heavier topics, but things that people are searching for. Um, and so, yeah, we could go to the SERPs and look up, oh, you know, uh, Hallmark has these 10 gift ideas. Let's, let's make it 12. Let's That's add a good two idea. more. Why not 13? Why not? Yeah. 13 is a great number. Um, <laughs> why not 20? Why you know, not and, 1 and million? Just, Exactly. Yeah. Just adding up all of the existing content and making a super list, um, which you, you can do. Um, but we kind of thought, you know, why, how do we make this different? And so their whole thing is journals, right? People, people writing and offering their advice and they've got a really engaged Facebook community. So we just kind of asked them, we were like, okay, what, what, gift ideas do you have for someone who's sick and in the hospital? And people came through, um, you know, we cool. have, we ask, you know, these questions monthly and get anywhere from, you know, 25 to at one point 500 comments of people with their ideas. And then we actually include those quotes in the, uh, in the actual post. Also, it says my internet connection is unstable. So if I cut out super sorry, but <laughs> I think we're fine now. Just, I think, just I think throwing okay. that in there. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. Okay. By the way, not editing that out. I mentioned before this, minimal no! editing. That's staying in there. <laughs> okay. A million fine. percent. Hey, it makes it real. Makes, makes it, it, real. it makes it empathetic, makes it human. This right. is all this part podcast of the, is human. all part of the plan. <laughs> exactly. So human. Um, but yeah, so that is what we did. And we've seen really good success with that. People really seem to like seeing the actual quotes. Um, but even if you're not putting, you know, real quotes in there, I think this is something that businesses can use. If you have even, you know, a thousand followers on any platform, if they're engaged, ask them, ask them, what do you want to hear about? What do you think about this? What are your feelings? Even if one commenter says like, this is how I feel about it. You can use that to understand like, okay, people are confused about this topic. So how do I, you know, make that clear that we understand how you're feeling in the article? Um, so that's just one way, but I guess what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, I know you're not, you said you're not the biggest fan of social. It seems I'm, not, so. I'm, not, I'm being, wait, who's interviewing you here? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I actually love that, by the way. So it comes back and it's something you mentioned, and it's really the same thing. It's really, even if you're not going to ask your audience, it's being empathetic and understanding their situation. Yes. And I think that's where actual, we'll call it keyword research starts or topical research starts. Yeah. What, what, situ what, what is the life situation of your, of your readers? 
don't call them users. They're people, they're people who read things. They're not users who are using a keyboard. What are your readers? What's their life experience like? What's their world? What's their world like? If you don't, if you're not able, and this is why it's so hard. If you're not able to get into their world, there's absolutely no way you have any idea what you should write about except asking people. And even then, I still feel like you have to have some sort of, like just a smidgen of empathy to really understand yeah. what to do with this. And I'll give you a good example. So a while back, I was doing research on uh, what Google is showing on the SERP for, I call them top level versus highly detailed keywords. Mm -hmm. like basically short tail versus long tail keywords. Yeah. So when I was doing the research, like getting, getting a ton of top level or short tail keywords is really easy, right? You go run the keyword research tools, you type in whatever keyword, you know, I don't know, um, uh, uh, lung cancer. And it'll give you a whole bunch of suggestions and you can use a whole bunch of those and put another topic in a whole bunch of those. Great. But getting long tail or highly detailed, real questions about yeah. health. I don't know. I mean, I, I can, I can ask a couple of questions, like, you know, from my personal experience. And I thought, you know what, my family are a bunch of fetchers and they're always complaining about whatever health ailment they have. Like my uncle had a hip replacement. My father had cataracts and this yep, perfect. Always. Let me ask them. And my sister was pregnant. Perfect. And then I went through the health forums. And then I decided for fun. Let me throw in some of these topics, these long tail topics into one of the, or some of the keyword research tools and see what I get back. They are zero absolutely completely different things altogether. Yeah. Just so off the mark. Some yeah. of them are better. Like um, also asked by uh, Mark Williams cook over at Candor. Yes, yes. I love that tool. That's a good tool. That is shout out to Mark. Uh, which I got to remember to link to it. By the way, I remember to link to things in the, in the show notes when I say to myself during the podcast, yeah, I should probably link to that in the show notes. Now, <laughs> self, self note, note to self. But yeah, those kind of things are, they're not perfect, but they'll give you a nice topical breakdown. But mm -hmm. still nothing beats actually understanding it from a personal level. Yeah. or from other people. And that all starts with empathy. So I, I am yes. saying I 100% agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kill with fire skyscraper content, kill it with fire. Yeah, I, I've kind of I've it, plus I don't know. I mean, long term content works with certain things. But like, sometimes you just want the dang answer. Give me the recipe or like if I'm asking can, can I do this? It's a yes or no thing. Just, just put it in the first paragraph. And then if you want to add some contextual information, add it below. It's, it's more than just like the content itself. It's even the structure of the content. A hundred percent. And by the way, so I'm very much a long form content kind of person. And, yeah. I, and I get that people are not, but with skyscraper content, you're just like, oh, well, what are other people doing? I'll just add one little more thing onto it. And uh, yeah. now I've checked the box off as opposed to, what does this topic mean? What does it mean to the people I care about? What does it mean to the people who are reading this? How, what other subtopics? How do I, how do I comprehensively cover this in a way that makes me sound authoritative? Yes, yes. No, I, I mean, if if we're going back to like, does this make sense for an audience member? I think in a way, no, uh, because they, if you can find the exact same thing minus ten percent at the next article, you're. I wouldn't say doing them a disservice, but you're just not adding unique value. Correct. And that's ultimately as a business too, like going back to just 
Like maybe it's not unhelpful for the audience member, but it's not going to be great for you as a business. Like, why would I sign up if, if I'm a reader? Why would I sign up for your e-newsletter if I'm like this didn't give me any new information. Why would I go to your product page if I'm unimpressed by your writing style? Like, I feel like that's what hooks people first is being like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of, I agree with that. They get me because that's Thank what's going to lead them down the funnel. Um, so it's really Thank just, I, there's only benefits for both sides is, and it is, it is a little extra work. It is a, a little extra a, work. It can to, be a lot of extra work. It can, it can, depending on what you do. I mean, there's, you in some cases might want to do like one-on-one interviews with people. Like there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And yeah, I can definitely share some fast ways to do that, but like it is extra work, but it is so, I found it to be so worth it. It's so worth it. You just, you made the point at least, at least to me, people don't think about this enough. Your content is your brand. It's who you are, at least online. I mean, I don't know who you are as a person. Who you are as a person is probably a hot mess, but in terms of your online presence, it's who you are. So when the people look at your yeah. content and they're, that looks like, even the format looks like weird or not really structured or impressive or whatever, or the content itself is very thin and just really quick, yeah. what, whatever it is, it speaks to your brand. It speaks to who you are as a company or as a website. And if you're not impressive there, why would I trust you with other content, my email address, my money, my anything? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a total trust thing. It's like your website is kind of like your house, right? It's kind of like your brick and mortar version of your business. And when people walk into your house, it's like your content and the structure and format is the wallpaper. It's the furniture. And like, if there's holes in it and it just looks old and crappy, like people it's automatically, it gives you a feeling and kind of just looking back at the, I've still got this stupid article pulled up about the post puppy depression with the sad dog. And it's just like, right away, I'm looking at it. I can barely read it. And this just does not make me want to read another article on here. And I feel people remember that. Like, even if it's subconscious, um, I even find myself like, I typically remember the ones that I like more. Healthline is a really good example. I don't know if you're ever on that site. I I look for them on the first page. I've got like, a cold or something. Correct. And I want to like see, find yep. the treatment. 100%. I will go to the fifth, like number five, even if it, if it's WebMD first, sorry, I love you WebMD. I'm going to Healthline because Correct. I There's love much deeper content. their content. It's deeper and it's just, it's written in a way I can read. It's just yes, better. Very structured. It's, it I like is. their content. It's really good. It is great. And yeah. WebMD is just riding on their, on their site authority. My, my opinion. Yes. No offense I, to the WebMD SEO looking out. No like, offense to them. I just, it's so funny. Everyone says the same thing, but WebMD, I find either like, it's either like a common cold or like you are, you've got 10 days to live. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that's, <laughs> that's their vibe. The two. Like you're going to die. Click the page two. <laughs> no, you're not. Hooray. Exactly. Yeah, there it's it's a little more hardcore on their site where Healthline's a little bit more like, I think you're gonna be fine. I think you just need to like take a nap. <laughs> Not really, but I feel that way a little more with Healthline content. Um, okay, so I'm at the point of the show where I know my listenership will fall off a cliff if it has not already. So why okay. my and my thing is I'm not talking if they're not listening. I'm not doing it. I know it's like, you know in your face to my audience. And I'm joking. It just, it's where the relationship drops off. So why keep going? Wait, stay just a couple minutes longer. Oh, stay wait. Yeah. Don't wait. Don't go. 
We've got eh, we'll one last talking. thing, I'm sure. Yes, one last thing. Where can people find you? Where can people find me? Oh, yes. LinkedIn and Twitter. So uh, not Reddit. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm not, I'm like a lurker. I'm like the hardest lurker. I have no like profile. I just like read. <laughs> I'm going to so let you know it's Bobby Bonilla day. So you can go into the Mets subreddits and. Uh, oh yeah. And then that. I can lose all my non-existent. What is yes. it? Credit? Karma. Where on LinkedIn, where on Twitter or LinkedIn is your name, obviously, but where on Twitter. Yep. LinkedIn. Unless you, unless you have a pseudo name that you're selling links with. I, ooh. Well, Ooh. that's, that's for another, that's for another podcast, Marty. No, I'm just kidding. No, Abby Reimer, SEO manager at Uproar on LinkedIn and then Twitter, Abby Reimer, Minneapolis, MPLS. And I tweet about SEO content, hiring, and then sometimes some other stuff, but mostly that. So if you're interested in like any of those topics, let's chat, let's hang out. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, quick note, the SEO rant, when's the next episode to come out? Don't know. Make sure you subscribe wherever you consume your podcasts. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for Abby for coming on the show. Really love this amazing rant. You're welcome back thank anytime you. again. And I, I love to rant. So I will take you up on that. And thank sweet. you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Total pleasure. Till next time, folks. Toodles. <laughs>